children this morning. I want to invite all the kids who are here to come forward for our time together this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Bentley. Good morning, Asher. Oh, I'm glad you're in worship today. Good morning, Ryan. Yeah? How are you this morning? I am glad you were in worship. Did did any of you, can any of you tell me what the story was just about that um, Mr. Ralph just read? Yeah? Mm hmm. What about Jesus? Yeah, and how old was he? Was he all grown up? He was. He was a kid. He was a kid when this story happened. I'll have more in just a little bit. He was a kid. Is that funny to think of Jesus as a kid? And he was in the temple, and he was telling people things, and he was talking very wise. He was also learning things. He learned so much that when he was grown up, somebody came to him to ask him questions, and they said, the most important thing how how do i get eternal life what's the most important thing do you remember what jesus said to him yeah god's the most important thing to love god with all your heart and your mind and your soul and your strength god is the most important thing and to love your neighbor as yourself and the cool thing is jesus didn't just make that up i mean he was really smart and he knew a lot about god he's a son of god but one of the ways he knew that exact answer is that it's in the Old Testament. And some of those priests and rabbis that were in the temple, and some of his family, like Mary and Joseph, who took him to Jerusalem, and other people in his family, like grandparents, and oh my goodness, so many, taught him. They taught him, you know what's the most important thing? To love God with all your heart and mind and soul and strength, and to love your neighbor. So, this is what we're going to do this morning. Last week, we had some flowers because it was Mother's Day. And we thought about our, our actual mothers and also women who have taught us about faith. But they're not the only ones, are they? There were other people who helped share their faith with us, even when we're grown-ups, even when we're adults. There's other people that help us learn about God, who help us make decisions when things are really hard. There's people who pray for us when... We're sad and we're sick. And there's people who celebrate us when things wonderful happen. So I have more flowers today. Do you see my vase back there? That was for confirmation class this morning. Because we had five students who have done that, who have had lots of people to teach them about their faith. And they came this morning and said, I believe too. And we celebrated them and we celebrated the people that teach them. So can you think of somebody? Now here's the challenge. Can you think of somebody in this room? In this room. It could be family, but it doesn't have to be. Can you think of somebody in this room that has helped you know how to love God and has helped you know how to love your neighbor? Okay. You got you thinking about it? I'm going to give you just a second to think about it while I go get our flowers. You thinking? You looking around? They might be sitting out in the pews. They might be sitting up here behind you in the choir loft. It could be anywhere in the whole room. Okay? Now, first, we're going to pray. And then you get to take them a flower. You ready? All right. Because 
Faith isn't something we just do all by ourselves. We do it together with this great big family of the church. So we're going to give thanks for them this morning. Can I have a hand? We'll be together up here praying. And say, dear God, we give you thanks. For all the teachers, for all the family that love us, that teach us, that we love, that we share our faith with. We love you, Lord. Thank you for loving us. Amen? Amen. Okay, now this is going to take a couple minutes, Eldred, so we might need more traveling music today. But I'm going to help you get a flower, and you ready to go share? I think there's enough in here for everybody. Yeah, you can have you get a whole stem here, and if you want to split it up, and as soon as you have your flower, you can walk around, okay? And then when you're done, you can go back and sit with your family. You can take the whole bunch. Ready, Bronwyn? Who needs one? Bentley? Yes, absolutely. You. Okay. Did you get one, Ryan? All right. You ready? Set? Go. I got a family walked in. I'm sorry. Hello, Front Street. Y'all came late, so y'all had to stand up. Will the Hamiltons please stand up? (laughs) I can't wiggle too much today, y'all. My mic may go out. Amen. Um, Our scripture lesson for today comes from the uh, 12th chapter of Isaiah, verses 1 through 6. Hear now the word of God. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away and you comforted me. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust. And I will not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the nations, proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be known in all of the earth. Shout aloud and sing for joy, O royal Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Holy wisdom, holy words, thanks be to God. Amen. Please, may I pray for us. In the vast deep darkness, while you were creating the world, The spirit of the living God hovered over the waters. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us today. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, dear Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. These things we ask in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Church, we had church this morning. A lot of y'all weren't in the 8.30 service, but it was truly a service that we celebrated five young people that said yes to God, 
And out of those five young people, two of those young people delivered the word with confidence and with serious conviction. When those babies got up and talked about how God changed their lives and how they were affirmed in their faith because of who they were in God and the confidence that was instilled in them and what they proclaimed, I was inspired today. I have been inspired the entire time they've been going through the confirmation, con- confirmation process, and I was very, very grateful to Pastor Caroline for just inviting me to be a part of the journey with them. It was a wonderful experience. We learned from each other, and Isaiah chapter 12 is a song that they learned and a passage of scripture that they continually responded to and read the entire time they were going through confirmation. So this is going to be the subject for today's message today. So we're going to examine the pericope for today, and we're going to take a look at Isaiah chapter 12. Now, Isaiah chapter 12, it is a passage of scripture. According to biblical scholars, it's a a poem written by the people of Israel and in a particular group of people that they consider the remnant of Israel. And this is a poem that is proclaiming God's goodness and that God is going to deliver his people in a magnificent and glorious way and that a salvation is a gift from God and that it is not anything that we can do to save ourselves. It's just nothing we can do, Kitty. We need Jesus. That's what that passage of Scripture says. So the first three verses of the passage of Scripture is a person singing praises unto God. But verses 4 through 6, it's an entire community of people praising God in this passage of Scripture. So when we look at what God has done for these young people, I'm re-examining what God has done for me and will do for me in the future. And it is I am examining the pericope and seeing those same things as a community and as a family of faith. We probably need to do that as well from time to time. We need to check ourselves, don't we? From time to time, before we wreck ourselves, don't we? We do. And, I, and these, these babies this morning, they did that. They checked us, didn't they, Sammy? They checked us. They told us that God is their salvation. They told us that, that, that in God they will always trust and in God they will not be afraid. And that's something we need to praise God for because we have five new Christian superheroes that took the oath and said that they were going to fight injustice no matter where it presented themselves, and they said, I do. And that's something that we need to celebrate and praise God for. And we signed on as a congregation to nurture, love, provide, and rear these new young superheroes in the faith so that they can be the best Christians that God has called them to be. So when I looked at all this, and if we look at verses 1, it says, You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, you turned your anger away and you comforted me. When I studied that passage of Scripture, um, 
something kind of awakened inside of me. And I said to myself, now this sounds like this first verse, it sounds like a um, example of what John Wesley would call an awakening. And an awakening is a new birth. An awakening is when our souls wake up and we understand that we are in need of divine grace. And this is when we begin to understand a little bit more than the day we did before about how much we actually need God in verse 1. And what the beauty of this situation is with us is our young confirmants went from living in provenient grace to being justified by faith in Jesus Christ, and now they're on the lifelong journey of sanctification. And that's something that we really need to praise God for. You want me to tell you why we need to praise God for that? Because they said yes to God. The reality of the situation is this. According to U.S. data information, the Census Bureau information, the latest one, do you know that 57% of families in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex do not darken the doorstep of a church, a mosque, a temple, or a synagogue? And these are not poor people. These are educated people. These are people that we would consider middle to upper middle class. And they are choosing to live lives where they are not connected to a family of faith. But these five young people said yes. And the thing about it is, it's not about the quantity, is it? It's about the quality. Because if you were at the 8.30 service this morning, you would see that these young people have quality of faith. So if we look at verses 2 through 3 in this same passage of Scripture, it tells us that God is our salvation. We need to put all our hope and trust in God. I know some of us are married, and we say we're going to love and and what do y'all do? I'm not married. What do y'all do, Gail? And and what do you do? Do, do? do you trust this man with your life? You trust this man with your life. That's what you're supposed to. And you better be ready to die for her too, right? All right. <laughs> you better be ready to take that sacrifice like Jesus, right? That's right. And And that's how it should be. But Salvation is a gift from God. This is something we shouldn't be afraid of. God is the source of our strength. But in this passage of Scripture, it doesn't say that we can do anything to save ourselves. This passage of Scripture says that salvation is a gift from God. And this is something that we can be joyful about. This is uh, when we talk about the wells of salvation we, the, the first thing that comes to mind is who? Jesus at the well with the Samaritan woman. But the wells of salvation didn't start there. It started even long ago than that. So with the wells of salvation being the way that they are, salvation is a resource from God that the church can, can draw from continually forever. This is something that we can do. Through this, We're able to be right and do right, do good and be good, not because of our works. No, our works should be a reflection of our maturity and faith. Okay? Our works is not what save us, 
We work hard for God the way that we do because we love God that much. That's what it's that's what it's all about. And when we uh, were with our young people this morning, that's what they taught us. And that's what they inspired me to do. And when I think about this morning and how they got up and said, God is our salvation. God is who we're going to trust in. And they gave us examples of how God can make them and help them be better than they were the day before. That is an example that we may need to follow as big kids, isn't it? Because it's hard for even big kids to talk in church, isn't it? But these little ones, they get up and they proclaim the gospel in such a way that I was so impressed that I used what they said in my pastoral prayer, didn't I, Caroline? (laughs) So these babies have been a blessing to us. And as I've presented a narrative about the text today, you're like, okay, Dina, you've said a lot to put a lot of things on our minds, but what does all this have to do with living a Christian life? Well, based on the example of these young people, we need to wake up, we need to be saved, And we need to praise God. In the early service, we were asked to renew our baptism, remember our baptism, and keep it holy. Sometimes we need to wake up from our slumber, don't we? I've taken a nap before, and God has had to wake me up, not just once, but a few times. I've had to wake up. I had to realize that I am in need of divine grace. I had to realize that I am not going to be successful in the ordination process unless I realize how much I need God. And because I came to that conclusion, guess what? I can praise God for the victory in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I can turn all the way up. Turn down for what? Why should we ever be ashamed to give praises unto our God? We don't ever need to be ashamed of that. Ever, 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 because God is too good. God is good in the here and now, and in the here and now, God is good. That's something we need to continually praise God for, even when our circumstances change. And that's hard. That is hard to praise God when Your circumstances are so overwhelming that you don't know one end from another. I have been there. I have been there. But the peace in the whole situation is this. When the praises go up, I hate to sound like the prosperity, (laughs) the prosperity religion that we, we we be criticizing. But I hate to say it like this, but when the praises go up, The blessings do come down, y'all. How can, because when the gospel is being presented, God is always, always, always in the midst of it and in the midst of our praise. We got to remember that this salvation that we have is not just a one-time thing. It's just like, boom, that's it. This is something that we can continue to experience Over and over in our lifetimes, morning by morning, new mercies we see. Great is thy faithfulness. God is so faithful. God is so unbelievably faithful. He is more faithful than we can ever be to ourselves and to each other. And that is the source that we must always draw from. 
So as we continue to go on this journey of life together as brothers and sisters in the faith of Christ, we do need to wake up to the responsibilities that we have to rear these young people into our faith, into the faith, into the faith that we hold so dear to us. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves what we're really here for, and we need to remind ourselves why we're here for them. So in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, let's wake up, y'all. Let's be saved. And let's praise God. Amen.